What's up, everybody? It's Two Guys, Two Sports. I'm Sheldon. I'm Spencer. And we all know how the coronavirus has impacted sports, especially the NBA season, being cut short. And if you're an NBA fan, this question has got to be on your mind. Who deserved to win MVP? On one hand, we have LeBron James in his 17th season, averaging 25.7 points per game, 7.9 rebounds, and 10.6 assists. And if we go over to the East, we have Giannis Antetokounmpo averaging 29.7 points per game, 13.7 rebounds, and 5.8 assists. Now, Spencer, the real question is, who deserves to get the MVP title? I think it should be Giannis. And while what LeBron has done in his 17th season is spectacular, I think Giannis means more to his team. Um, the Bucks, they're top in the NBA. And while the Lakers are top of the Western Conference, I just think what Giannis has done um, he's basically carried that team to the top seed in the NBA. While he does have Chris Milton on his team, That's another all-star, he doesn't really have... I mean, Brooke Lopez is a good player, and they have some quality players, um, a lot of good role players, but nothing what LeBron has in AD, uh, Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma, JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, all good players, or at least very good role players. Mm-hmm. So... I just feel like Giannis means more to his team, and if you take Giannis off that team, you know, not a playoff team, really. Seven, eight seed, perhaps. But LeBron, you take him off his team. AD, I think, still ma- managed to take that team to not as high, probably fourth, fifth seed, maybe I mean, <clears throat> the Pelicans made the playoffs a couple times when AD was the main guy, and he AD didn't have that many weapons uh, before Boogie came to New Orleans. Yeah. So... I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think that Giannis is um, obviously the more valuable player, and they're they, uh, they're not a good team without him. And Giannis is adding a three point shot, which if I'm a play, if I'm an opposing coach or general manager, I'd be scared. Okay, because that that man is averaging twenty nine point seven points per game without a three point shot. I mean, that's incredible, and he's also led him to, as you said, fifty three wins, and. I agree. Giannis is the clear MVP. I mean, he's an athletic freak of nature that he can drive. He's not a bad ball handler. Not bad um, at all. 5.8 assists is good for a big man. Mm-hmm. He's tall, athletic, and once he adds that three-point shot, I'm not. nobody in the league can stop him, really. I don't think so. Now, on the topic of awards, let's over to the rookie of the year. Um, Zion and Jar, I mean... The main two competitors with Ja, honestly, taking with playing the full season, having a huge advantage. But Zion, when he came back, just caught fire. He's led that Pelicans team on a hot streak. And Ja has taken the Grizzlies, though, to 8 seed in the Western Conference. Um, he has. I mean, honestly, if you take uh, Ja Moran off that team, they're not going to make an 8 seed. And I don't think they're even going to make the playoffs, yeah, to be honest. They got JJJ. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr., who's a very good player. But Zion, you take him off the team. I mean, Brandon Ingram, I think, is the best player on the team. For right now, not that Zion won't get better, but I think Brandon Ingram at this stage in his career is a more complete player. Lonzo can go off at any given night, although he's had his ups and downs this season. You also got Drew Holiday, which people underrate. Um, Josh Hart hasn't really done much this year, but he's still there. And then Jackson Hayes... Jackson Hayes is a really good young center with a lot of yeah. upside. Um, he just they haven't played him as much as they probably should, which I'm a little mad about. But I think they're still, you know, 
maybe an eight seed because you take the Grizzlies out. The only, the only there's really three team race for eight seed with the Blazers, um, Grizzlies, and Pelicans. So I think Jaws probably at this stage rookie of the year. If Zion had played the whole season, I definitely agree that he's probably rookie of the year. Um, but Jaws, what? His explosiveness and athleticism. And he's just an electrifying player. <clears throat> he can also shoot decently well. And the durability isn't a question with John Morant. And you, I mean, I've heard you say this before, and I agree with you. Zion is an injury-prone player. Yeah, ever since that um, injury <clears throat> he suffered against North Carolina, he hasn't been the same player in terms of durability. He injured in the summer league, didn't come back for way longer than he was expected to. He was supposed to, to be back uh, by the beginning of the season. Um, yeah, and then they kind of kept him out for about half the season. Mm-hmm. But he's still, I mean, he's still averaging. Uh, Zion is 23.6 uh, points per game. Um, With 6.8 rebounds. And 2.2 assists. So, I mean, those are incredible numbers. Um, There's just the he, he just hasn't played as many games as John Moran, who's averaging 17.6 points per game. 3.5 rebounds and 6.9 assists. Um, quantity's better than quality in this, in this situation. Yeah. yeah, and honestly, I think I, I mean the durability is not a question. I think John Morant deserves Rookie of the Year because he's played longer. So you can't really compare the stats of a player that hasn't played as many games to a player that um, has played more. No, and I think maybe if Zion doesn't have all this hype, we're not even having this discussion right now. Oh. Um, now, not that Zion isn't a great player, but do you think he's hyped up more than he uh, more than he needs to be at this stage? Yes, and that's just because of durability. I think he's at. We don't really know if he may become like a Yao Ming type player. Who's? I mean, he's a great player. Very gets a lot of hype throughout his first couple of seasons, but he just can't support himself for long enough, and eventually. Just legs kind of wear away. I mean, it's a hard game to play in any two-game regular season plus postseason if you make it there. It it just puts a lot of wear on on a player that's already kind of on a heavier side. Mm-hmm. All right. I think it's time for the NBA what-ifs. What Take it away, Spencer. All right. So, as we know, Bucks and Lakers were the top two teams heading into the, um, I dare I say, break. Yeah, um, hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully a break. But on the Eastern Conference, you also had the Raptors and the Celtics right there with the Bucks. And you can't forget about the Heat. The Heat. 76ers have the talent there. It's just chemistry could be an issue. Uh, so let's – who do you think is the biggest threat to the Bucks in the East? The biggest threat to the Bucks in the East has got to be the Celtics. And I'll tell you why. So first of all, the Celtics just have the depth. I agree with that. I just, I just think that they have more depth than – the Bucks, okay. They have more scoring options Agreed. with Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, Gover, Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart. Not a bad guy, not a bad player. All right, um, and they have a lot better leadership than last year. That's true. Kyrie did not help him at all. Last Kyrie year. did not help him at all. I mean, he just he wasn't a great leader. And if you look, if you look at the, I mean, the, Chris Middleton is the second best option. For yeah. the, and really, I think that Giannis and Chris Middleton are the only players that are going to do damage against that team. And I think that the uh, the Celtics are better overall every, in every position except for small forward with Giannis Antetokounmpo. 
Um, uh, what do you think about this? What? Who do you think? On um, one point to yours, do you think that they're better at center? Enos Cantor over Brooke Lopez? I, I would take Brooke Lopez there. I like... I think that if you... I mean, okay... So you have Daniel Tice starting. Yeah. So, like, he started more. Uh, that's their that's their usual starting lineup uh, as uh, Daniel Tice, as the um, as their center. Okay. So I'll give it to you. Brooke Lopez is better than Daniel Tice, but then the question is, who do the Bucks have after? Um, those three. I mean, after Brooke Lopez. I mean, they don't really have. I mean, they have Robin Lopez, but Robin Lopez is not a threat. Uh, they, I believe they have. Let's see, George Hill can score, but, but George, yeah, At but Connington, George, Eric Bledsoe. I believe Eric, Eric Bledsoe is a good defender, but he's not really a scorer. Yeah, and then you have Kimball Walker, who's a really good. Uh, he he's a he's a threat. He's an offensive threat. I agree. And you, if I mean Eric Bledsoe might be a good defender, but is he going to be able to defend Kimba Walker and put him on lockdown? Uh, no, I think he's a elite tier defender, but he's definitely. No, I don't think he's, he's going to struggle against Kemba. Shut down Kemba. He's going to struggle against Kemba Walker, and then you got Gordon Hayward, another great scorer, who's going to. I mean, if I mean, you just look. If you look at the starting lineup for most games for the Bucks, besides um, Eric Bledsoe or um, besides Chris Middleton and Giannis, then you have Wesley Matthews. All right, Gordon Hayward's going to do better than Wesley Matthews. Marcus Smart's going to be do better than Wesley Matthews. Jalen Brown's going to do better than Wesley Matthews. Uh, they just have way more depth. And then, okay, so you say Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez isn't shooting that bad. I mean, he's averaging 11 points per game, but as a, at 4.5 rebounds, which is okay, which is okay for a center. I mean, Gordon Hayward is averaging more of 6.5. Yeah, and so is Daniel Tice. And he's almost up there with Brooke Lopez as he's averaging 9.3 points per game. And I honestly just think that this Celtics team is more complete and that the Bucks, the Bucks, I think that the series will definitely go into a six or seven game. But I think the Celtics are going to prevail over the Bucks. So you have the Celtics. I have the Celtics. I'm very high on the Celtics this year. I just like, I just like what they've been doing during the offseason. I think they have, I mean, Jason Tatum's doing great, averaging 23.6 points per game. Kemba Walker is doing really good, 21.2 points per game. Then you go over to Marcus Smart, who's doing, who's doing, okay, 13.5 points per game. I mean, that's not bad at all. And then Daniel Tice is nine points per game, around there. And then you go, Giannis is obviously obviously carrying the road. And then you go 15.4 points per game. Seven point uh, with Wesley Matthews, seven point five points per game. With Chris Middleton, twenty one point one points per game. So obviously, there's a lot more players in those twenties on the Bucks. I mean, on the Celtics, than there is on the Bucks. And I'm sure if you go into the bench, I mean, the numbers are going to be better than the Bucks bench. That's that's why I think the Celtics are obviously going to be a better team than the Bucks in the playoffs. All right, there are two other teams I want to bring up in the East. Okay. Um, for potential threats to the Bucks, first is. Toronto Raptors, and I feel okay. like Nick Nurse maybe should win Coach of the Year. Yeah, I agree with that. He's taking a team that just lost Kawhi, who really he carried, he carried that he team definitely carried, carried that team. Um, and he's made them, I believe, second in the East. Yeah, I mean, led him to a good record. Haskell Siakam has balled out this year. Uh, probably a top five player in the East, in my opinion. Okay. Um, Van Vliet and Lowry are a pretty good guard duo. You got Mark Gasol, OG Anunoby. Um, I th- I feel like they're a very complete, solid, well-rounded team. I n- don't think that 
they can beat the Bucks or in a playoff series. And maybe the Celtics. I would, that would be an interesting. That'd matchup, be a good matchup. Like. But Kyle Lowry hasn't showed up in the playoffs. That's true. Like he should. Like he. So I mean, he's been having good, like, like above average regular seasons as we saw last year. But he just hasn't showed up in the playoffs. So that's. I mean, history is going to repeat itself if we let it. And I believe that history will. And I believe that the Raptors are going to be good, but they won't make it to those Eastern Conference Finals, and not even the. Um, and then my other team is kind of a sneaky finals. team, the Heat. I mean, yeah, I, I really, I'm high on the Heat too, but not as high as I am on the Celtics. I mean, if Tyler Hero. Great shooter. I mean, I'd say a surprise for some people. Kendrick Nunn, who's been really emerged on the scene as a yeah. good point guard, probably next couple years, you know, in that elite tier, maybe uh, surprised a lot of people. And you have Jimmy Butler, who's yeah. always been. I mean, Jimmy Butler can just score when he wants to. He's a closer. I mean, without Jimmy Butler last season, I don't think the Seventy um, Sixers go to seven against the Raptors because he, when Simmons and um. Embiid really didn't sh- – I mean, they didn't show up as well as they did in the regular season in the playoffs. I just feel like um, Butler kind of lifted that team up. Yeah. Uh, and they also have Bam. They do have Bam, who's probably going to get most improved player of the year. Or would have, I think. Yeah. And that's why I think the 76ers – You don't think they can – This do- might be a this might be a little bit of a, a controversial take, but I think they – they like, right now, right now they would have been sitting in a sixth seed. I don't think – they're making it past the first round. Well, I think they're getting a first-round exit. Right now they're playing the Celtics, and you said the Celtics in the finals. Yeah, I think that the Celtics is definitely going to beat the Sixers. Probably a sweep, but definitely not going to go uh, to six, five so or six games. Or six games. Six, yeah. So you're saying a sweep? Yes. So you're not even thinking that maybe Philly gets one in Philly? I can't, I can't see it because with the, sh- the shooting struggles of Ben Simmons and then Joel Embiid being a liability, uh, liability kind of like an injury-prone player. Yeah. And they don't, they don't have as much options. I think the Celtics, out of the whole East, are probably the most complete team. Interesting. Um, I remember when we were doing our NFL take, you also called J.J. Watt liability. You think Embiid and J.J. Watt are kind of similar in the ways that they're both good players when healthy, but... Like I think they're 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 one of the best in their positions when healthy, but when healthy and they're not healthy a lot. They're not healthy a lot. No, I'm not going to go in as much as JJ Watt, but JJ Watt last year was hurt and he had to play through an injury, um, in their playoff game, and then you know and the chemistry issues are definitely going to be a problem for the Sixers if this went in. I mean they're definitely going to make the playoffs. I think they're a they're a decent team, but they're they're not gonna they're not gonna make a run. They're gonna be they're gonna. First round exit. Um, I feel like the only way the Sixers can make a run, um, I'm going to consider that Embiid has injury struggles. He's not as durable. And Simmons can't really shoot. I think they need Tobias Harris to bring that shooting because he's their best shooter on the team probably. Okay, yes. But, I mean, last year the reason they did so well was because of they had Tobias Harris, but they also had Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy Butler was the reason. Jimmy, I mean, I think Tobias Harris is a really good player. Um, I think he's better than most people think, but he's definitely not good enough to carry a team. I agree. All right, let's head over to the West. Ooh, this is an interesting one. Now, to battle me, of L. To me, it's obviously going to be the battle of L. A. And I think the Clippers are going to prevail. Okay. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Way, way more options than way more depth. Way more depth. Way more options. Defense. The defense. They are so much better defensively. And we'll go to we'll go over to the Lakers. 
Okay, so obviously LeBron James, 25.7 points per game. Anthony Davis, 26.7 points per game. Then we go to Danny Green. You know, he's not even averaging 10 points per game. JaVel McGee, 6.8 points per game and 5.8 rebounds as a center, a starting center most games. Yeah. That's not good enough. And then Avery Badley's only averaging 8 point, not even 10. So those are, those are three starting players not even averaging 10 points per game. Okay, and then we go over to the the very stacked. Um, I mean, not L.A. Clippers. Clippers. Patrick Beverly, he's not he's not a, a um offensive guy. He is that defensive threat. I mean, he's I mean he's just a great defensive player. He's averaging seven point nine points per game, which isn't good. But he's you know no one knows him as a offensive s- offensive you, you, guy. You don't expect him to have ten. You expect you have, him to lock down. Yeah. Players. Then you have Paul George, twenty one points per game, and that adds. I mean, Paul George is a great defender. and he's also a great defender. Then we go over to Marcus Morris, who's averaging nineteen point six points per game. I mean. That's kind of – that's insane. I did not expect Marcus Morris to have anywhere near that. I <laughs> yeah. thought I thought this season he'd be more like, you know, 11 points maybe. Yeah, he's doing – I mean, that's – okay, so right there, those are two players. That That's that's kind of – that's like and – that, and Marcus Morris isn't even their best player. And then we go over to Kawhi Leonard, who's averaging 26.9 points per game, 7.3 rebounds. And then five assists. And he's not even known for you. That's not offense isn't anything he's best known for. Yeah, and his defense. Yeah, he's the best defender in the game. And that's he's he's averaging the same. Uh, yeah, no, he's averaging he's averaging more points per game than um Anthony Davis is. And then we go over to Eve Eve. Oh, I'm gonna botch this, but. Ivica Zubak, <laughs> eight points per game, seven point two rebounds, which is a lot better than um. JaVale McGee. And then if you look at the Clippers after that... I mean, let's got Montrezl Harrell. Montrezl Harrell, who's your... And then we go over... We have um, Lou Williams, Patrick Patterson, who's a decent, decent option. Um, and Landry th- Shamit. Landry Shamit. I mean, who could forget Lou Will? Yeah, Lou Williams probably would have been sixth man of the year again. Because yeah, they I should mean, just he's rename just a, it. He's a pure scorer. <laughs> and then we go... Um, then we go over to the, the Lakers... After that, who are you going to put against, like, Lou Williams? Codwell Pope? I don't think... I mean, are you kidding me? I don't even... Dwight Howard it probably is, pro- is, like, one of the really... I think that he's better than Zubak. I think I that... Yeah, and then... But then you have Boogie Cousins, who's probably not going to play. He, he's not going to play yeah. for the rest of the season. Um, Markeith Morris. I mean, his brother's much better. Yeah, his b- brother's much better. And... Yeah, you get Kuzma, but Kuzma hasn't like He's excelled. Inconsistent. He's inconsistent, he and he had a down year from last year, and that. So I think the depth is there, the defensive de- is there, and that's just a hard team to stop. Now, I agree. So you have the Clippers going, yes. and who do you have? You have the Bucks going. Uh, Clippers and Bucks. But can I ask one more question? Yes, first? you may. Of course. After LA. After LA. Who's the third best team? Who is the third best team? Well, is it the Rockets? Is it the Nuggets? Is it the <sighs> the only Jazz? problem? The only problem with the Rockets is that small ball. But I think that honestly, James Harden is enough of a threat that he's gonna push. Like he's just gonna get what he wants done. He's gonna push. I mean you got two triple double machines really right there in yeah, Harden and Westbrook. Yeah, I keep forget I always forget about Westbrook too. But that's a that's kind of you know, I mean the, the Nuggets I could mm, I could see the Jazz, honestly. 
maybe being that third team just because of uh, the likes of Rudy Gobert just being a great defender. And they have um, Jamal Murray. Players like that, good quality players. And the Thunder are good, but I don't think that Chris Paul is going to be able to um, – I don't, I don't, is going to be that guy in the playoffs. I feel like the Thunder are that team that does well in the regular season. Like they, like they usually do. Yeah, but they just in the postseason, they're not talented enough. Um, I think the Rockets could really run into some problems when they meet the Lakers because they're s- yeah they I yeah that's why I say it's battle of LA because there's no way there's no way yeah. you can beat the Lakers because so you have the center you have their um I mean you have Javale no- McGee and then you have Anthony Davis so you're gonna put Eric Gordon PJ on. yeah you got PJ Tucker probably PJ Tucker on. yeah PJ it, it doesn't really it doesn't matter because yeah, they're both small I mean PJ Tucker is probably your best defender on that team for yeah, Anthony Davis not, and he's still going to get dominated. Yeah, he's going to get dominated because it's Anthony Davis. Yeah, that's no disrespect to PJ Tucker who's actually a very good player. He's just but not good enough. But you can't he's not he's not tall. He's not big. He's not tall enough to stop Anthony Davis. I think Davis. that I I would be interested to see a Lakers Rockets series cuz I think it could Maybe go to six. I think the only reason it goes to six is because of James Harden. I agree. I and th- maybe Westbrook's going to push. I think it could be both teams getting into 140 in some games. Because I feel like you got the big men down low for L.A. I mean, plus LeBron. I don't know, 140. Maybe I, one I think, game Maybe one game in overtime. I, no, I feel like it could honestly get to 140. And... I don't know about that, but, I mean, it's it, it's, it, would, it would definitely be an interesting series. But, yeah. so, you, I have the Celtics and um, Clippers, and you have the Bucks and Clippers. I'm going to go ahead and say Clippers, Clippers and six. It's just, it's too much. The, they're going to be overwhelmed by the defense. Defense, defense, defense wins championships, and they have defenders. And I think that, honestly, Patrick Beverly is going to be able to lock down Kemba, Kemba Walker, because he's a better defender than Eric Bledsoe. I agree. I mean, and then I think that Kawhi Leonard is just gonna lock down uh, Tatum, Paul and then George, I think George can lock down Hayward. I I don't see any way for this. I I don't see any team other than the Lakers. I don't see any team that can possibly beat the Clippers. Honestly, I'll say five. I'll I, say five games. I could see or, the Clippers in five. I could see the Clippers being the Bucks in five or six and. The reason why is you put Kawhi on Giannis. I mean, you look at what he did last year. Kawhi locked down Giannis last year. Now, and Giannis the Clippers are a better team than the Raptors. The Clippers this year are a better team than the Raptors last year. And yes. they beat the Bucks. I agree. I, I feel like the depth is going to be too much. I, I feel like the only team that can really beat the Clippers is the Lakers just because of the star power in LeBron and AD because – I feel like maybe you don't really have anybody to put an AD. I mean, you can put Kawhi on AD, but my only problem would be maybe who's going to guard LeBron, even if you got Paul George. But I feel like LeBron can beat Paul George. So I could see the Lakers maybe being the Clippers, but that's okay. the only team. I got the Clippers as probably the best team in the league right now. All right, so so your prediction is Clippers over the Bucks and... We'll say five, but I can see it going six. Yeah, I, I'm agree with you, except I have um, Clippers over Celtics. Well, you know what time it is. It's my favorite um, segment. It's it's time for our hot topic of the day. Um, for, today? for today? For today, we got who's the best center in the league. And we're not including Anthony Davis. Yeah, because we're, we're playing – that are qual like technically centers that are um 
I mean, Anthony Davis should play center. But he plays power forward. So he's being discluded. And he also would obviously win. Yeah. Okay. Spencer, let's hear yours. For the best center of the league, I had a couple thoughts on this. There are a lot of good centers. Now, the role of centers expanded. It used to be, you know, get rebounds and drive to the basket and, you know, post up and play great, you know, get blocks. But it's expanded to more, like, you have more centers that can start shooting now. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think the best center in the league is a young center named Carl Anthony Towns. K-A-T. Let's yeah. hear why. I mean, on the Timberwolves, a team that has been slightly below average for so long. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, they make the playoffs a couple years. Okay. But they, they're either usually, you know, in the, you know, 10, like 10 through 14 for draft picks. Or, they, you know, they'll make it as the 8th seed. Okay. Um, and then all while doing that, Carlton Towns has carried that team. Okay. 26.5 points per game this season. Mm-hmm. 10.8 rebounds, 4.4 assists. Okay. And he can mm-hmm. also shoot. Yeah, he has that. He has, he has a three ball. Not one of the, like, most respected three balls. Yeah, I mean, he can he's no shoot. Steph Curry, but he well, can. Well, obviously. No, not a lot of people. Yeah, for Curry. a center, he can definitely um shoot three. Um, You know, you remember when you once had. Wiggins on that team is probably the second option. I mean, yeah. maybe a huge bust. <laughs> um, he hasn't necessarily been bad, and I actually kind of like the fit of the Golden State Warriors for Wiggins. But I just feel like Cat's the best big man in the league right now. I think you can make an argument for Embiid, but who do you think? Well, that's a good that's a good player. But I'm going to have to disagree. Andre Drummond oh, no. is the best center in the league, and here is why. He's been carrying the – he's been doing really good on the Pistons when uh, when he was still there. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a great player, and he's averaging 15.8 rebounds. Now, that's a center that I like. I like a tough, physical rebounding center. And he can't shoot. No, he's a more traditional center, and I love that. 17.8 points per game, and now he's on the Cavs, and he's been carrying the Cavs, I mean, as much as you can carry the Cavs, okay? And 2.8, well, you don't really need to worry about the assists, and he's averaging 1.7 blocks per game, which is probably at least top five in the league. Maybe. At least. Some, uh, somewhere around there. Probably top, I don't know. But I think that he's better because he's, he's a, if you're going to start a team, I'm going to put Andre Drummond on that team. Really? A veteran, a seasoned veteran. He can get the boards. He's he's a more older he's a um So you're telling me you got one your first pick in the draft, you have to choose a center. You have that center for let's say three years. Okay. Like this team is for three years. And you're picking Andre Drummond over Carl Anthony Towns, Embiid, Jokic, Rudy Gobert. Though he's not top five center. He is not a top five. Center I disagree. In the NBA right now. I think Andre Drummond. He's only around like twenty six years old, and he's he's a he's an older guy for a center for a big center, and he's still being a dominant player. And he's he's underrated. He's an underrated center. He's averaging fifteen point eight rebounds. Carthy Towns is only averaging ten point eight rebounds. He's a more defensive player, and he's averaging seventeen point points per game. So he's balancing out offense with defense. And he's also a leader. And he's a seasoned veteran. I want a seasoned veteran on my team for three years. Carlton Towns is an offensive weapon at center. Okay, but look at the defense. 
He's a good defender. But not as good as Drummond. Okay, so defense... <laughs> I defense can't. wins championships. But you can have other players that play defense. Okay, but look, on the Cavs, you have, like, Colin Sexton, yes. and that's about it. So Andre Drummond is a, is a better – he's more valuable for his team, and he's better. He – okay, so you look – I mean, the, the um, Timberwolves have Name better options. player on the Timberwolves that, can, that you would trust to score a basket other Taj than Gibson. Colin. Oh, wait, no, Taj, Taj Gibson isn't on there anymore. Um – Exactly. That's a good. That's a good point. Um, that's that's the point. Also, okay. Okay. But Jarrett Culver, the rookie, has a lot of potential. But I don't think he's scoring anything. Malik Beasley. Maybe. May, I, I like. I, uh, <laughs> I like D'Angelo. Oh. Okay. Other than D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell can D-Lo. definitely score. Okay. Other I than Amari Spellman's not a bad guy. He's a yeah, decent okay. player. I'll give. I'll give you. I'll give you Spellman and Russell, but. The Cavs have more depth. I don't. I don't even. But they need Andre Drummond. That was the one of the the worst trade in the NBA in the past two years of the NBA. Trading for Drummond makes no sense. And this isn't a. The Rockets gave away Clint Capella. No, that was not as bad as trading away from Drummond. What? That's the reason the Rockets probably aren't good. That's why the Rockets aren't a, like a number three seed right no, now. No, no, because they don't have a big man. All right, can I explain? It's not. Why? Because Andre Drummond is bad. It just makes no sense for the Cavs from Cavs' standpoint. You get um, a one-year rental of an overpriced player that takes you away from getting probably the top pick in the draft, um, which brings you up to a point where, where you, you, know, you may get the seventh pick, congrats. But in a draft class that is not deep at all, the seventh pick isn't doing too much. You maybe get a quality role player. And then Andre Drummond just leaves, probably. You know, he finds a well, better team. Well, the Cavs right now are last with 19 wins in the East, and then so they're probably gonna get they're probably gonna get the second second and third pick, and the Timberwolves and the Cavs have the same record. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously Andre Drummond has something to do with this because no. I don't think the Cavs just magically. Shot up on the leaderboard. I mean, we can look at the records before and after the Andre Drummond trade. Well, I think that Andre Drummond is a more valuable center and a better center than Carl Anthony Towns. Minus the shooting, I don't care about shooting. I mean, 15.8 rebounds per game to go along with 17.8 assists. And sure, he can shoot, but he's not carrying them to a playoff. Carl Anthony Towns. And then... Joel Embiid. Andrew Drummond. Oh, oh wait. Joel Embiid is injury prone. I'm talking. All right, if we're talking about a pure. Nikel Nikel Jokic. Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Jokic. He is. Uh, he's he's a big. He's he's very out of shape. He's a ball handler though. He's a center that can handle the ball and pass. Okay, but I rather I don't I don't want I don't want a fancy dancy center. I want a guy who's just gonna go in there, get his job done, get his 15.8 rebounds per game, and get out of there. The NBA has changed. It's not sure the NBA has changed, but. But Andre Drummond doesn't need a change because he's still a dominant player. He's still able to go in, get the job done, and carry his team to better to a better record than the Cavaliers. Because the Cavs have been, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns has been with the Timberwolves the whole time. And they, they've only won 19 games. And now Andre Drummond comes, and now the Cavs are winning 19 games. I think if the season goes on, like you said... The Cavs are going higher up on that draft. Which is they're going a problem. That means that Andre Drummond is helping. 
Of course he's going to help. He's a top 10 center. Okay, so you agree with me. That he's a top 10. I think he's top 5. He is better than Carl Anthony Towns. Look, here's the following centers that I may would rather have than Andre Drummond. Okay? Obviously, Carl Anthony Towns. I would rather take Embiid. Talent upside is greater than his injuries. Jokic, I mean... Too fancy. Too fancy. Listen, the only person I would take over Drummond is Rudy Gobert, and that's just from a defensive standpoint. Okay, yeah, Gobert, that's Okay, so Rudy Gobert is a traditional center like Andre Drummond. And Andre Drummond is the best center in the league. He's not. I think he is. He's not. All right, before we get at each other's throats, we're going to wrap it up here. Can the bonus center? If we can search the bonus center, I would take him over Drummond. No. He's a, I would not. He Drummond, Drummond is the clear choice for... Brooke Lopez, I, I would probably take Drummond over. I would not Lopez. take Brooke Lopez. 11 Drummond, points okay, per game. Drummond over. He's not... He's Bam. Not. I would take Bam on bio. Over too Drummond. small. He's too I, small. I would still take him. Okay. We're going to wrap it up. This is a good, good hot take segment. And consider Chris Stapps a center. I, I would no, take we do Stapps. not take... We do not consider Chris Stapps. All right. We're wrapping up. Wrapping up. So, um, we'll be uh, on the next episode. We'll be breaking down what players should win what awards in college football, and how some of the big teams will fare will fare in this year's uh, college football season. Um, I mean, that's basically it. I mean, you know, yep. Sheldon gave a horrible take on. All well, well, men. we don't know about that, but um, it's two guys, two sports. I'm Sheldon. I'm Spencer, and we're signing off.